Hello, everyone. Welcome to another one of Onalytica and Tribal Impact's Employee Advocacy Series uh, for Influential Employees. And today, we're delighted to be joined by Christina Dove from Mercer. Hi. Hello. So a very warm welcome to you, uh, Christina. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself uh, a bit more, but you've, you've just got such a fascinating background uh, of being a role model for flexible working, being a, uh, a GB duathlete, um, and uh, just like a, a, a fascinating background in terms of personal and professional passions. So um, anyway, a warm welcome. It would be great to, uh, for our audience to understand a bit more about, um, about you and also how you developed your influence on social. Great, thank you. Yeah, do you just want me to start start talking now, please? Yeah, uh, go for it. Cool. Okay, so I'm Christina, as you can see. Uh, I've been at Mercer for um, gosh, it's either 32 or 33 years now. I've actually lost count last September, so I've spent my whole career at Mercer and done lots and lots of different different roles. Um, and my current role, actually, I'm creating a culture proposition, um, working with clients on that, and that's based on the back of the culture work that we did uh, last year and the year before when we had our major integration with um, with JLT. Um, so um, I live in Emsworth on the south coast, uh, which I discovered today just down the road from Sarah. Actually, yeah. we're literally within a couple of miles of each other, so <laughs> we've probably actually met each other. Um, I joined Twitter about three or four years ago. Um, I'm becoming a lot more familiar with LinkedIn and spending more time on LinkedIn um, sort of this year and last year. And also um, sort of discovered Instagram as well. Don't really do Facebook. I literally go on there to um, see some group chats to do with the duathlon and British triathlon because I put certain messages on there. But I don't actually post post on there because uh, you can only have so much social media in your life, can't you? <laughs> There's not a lot of time for it then. I can take it you're not on TikTok and Snapchat and all of that yet then? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, funny enough, my daughter's just got a new puppy she's moved to London and she's done a few TikTok things but she just she sends me the video so no I'm not on I'm not on TikTok. During lockdown I suggested to the family we did one and you can imagine their look of horror. <laughs> their mum might do a TikTok you know Megan's 23, Joe's 19 and well my husband doesn't do social media so that wasn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> the lockdown's got to her so. <laughs> so how... Oh go on Tim. No no sorry go for it. No, I was just going to, I'm really curious, Christina, because anybody who's like massively looking you up now on Twitter and stuff, they will see um, that you are quite a sporty person. Um, and can you just tell us a bit more about that? Because I'm really quite curious and how how that sort of weaves into your social uh, brand, if you like, because it's very much part of the person that you you show yourself to be on social media. So Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. So it, it kind of, I mean... I've always been sort of fairly sporty, but never, you know, done anything major. Um, and I took up cycling in 2012 um, after doing Kilimanjaro as part of a um, challenge with, to do with our volunteering um, at Mercer. Um, and that, yeah, I was doing I was doing various things, and then I decided to do the well. I, I, um, somebody in our working office asked me if I would help um, publicise the the Surrey Half, which Mercer sponsor. Um, and at that point in time, I, I said, "Well, I'm not, I'm not doing a half marathon." And I saw there was a five k option, so I thought, "I'll, do, I, you know, I'll try five k. I'm not a runner." Um, so I did that, and then I thought, "Oh, perhaps, perhaps I'll do the London Marathon the next year because we, you know, we." <laughs> <laughs> As you do. So, 
Yeah, from a from a wow. from a standing start. So I did the London Marathon. I'm not a marathon runner. Um, I, I I I ran up and down the Billy Line like <laughs> that was literally my training. I went a little bit further. I say that because Sarah knows the Billy Line on Hailing Island, but I literally went a little bit further every every weekend. Um, it's in the south of the UK for any uh, yeah. North American or global yeah, sorry, global yeah. listeners. It's an old train um, line. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I love the day, but I'm not a long distance runner at all. And I just thought, you know, it's a shame to um, waste the running legs. And I've been following um, some people on Twitter. So Yanni Christodoulou and Paul Sewitt, and they were age groupers. And I'd also seen a book by Louise Minchin in a GB outfit. And I was thinking, how, how does that happen? How can she run for GB? And she does. She ran triathlon, Louise Minchin, for, for, great, for great Britain as an age group so I started looking at these things and I uh, I contacted um uh, Yanis and said you know do you think it's a possibility and I was thinking triathlon but um I'm not a particularly good swimmer and he said how about duathlon and I, I didn't even know duathlon existed and it so duathlon is run bike run so you don't you don't get wet you do you do two runs with a cycle in the middle um and he he told me a bit about age grouping and um uh, uh you know introduced me to it and and basically you have to so the year be, the year before you have to go to some some events you have to register with british triathlon um and if you um you know either come in the top three or you get a, a certain result then um you it's possible as an age grouper to to run for great britain which is how it happened so um it's just, yeah yeah <laughs> crazy so i was looking at the comments and, and it's great to see danielle um listening into this uh, danielle guzman that i know is uh, uh, a good friend of yours christina and yeah she's right there's a big difference between 5k and a marathon so um can can we assume that you try things out and when you when you like them then you just go all in <laughs> you could assume that tim yes yeah because because I think everyone thought, yeah, 5K to marathon is quite, um, and then to duathlete for uh, for your country is quite a big jump, but um, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And so, and 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 how? I mean, in three or four years, when you started Twitter, going to what you got eleven thousand followers now and driving some really good engagement, how how did you, you know, how did that take off? And and are you weaving your, um, as Sarah said, are you weaving your sort of do athlete like interest into your social media you know post how did you drive such engagement and build your audience yeah it's a really good question in fact danielle and i joined at the same same year and um i think my target was to get sort of a thousand in the first year and hers was much much bigger than that and she's just gone, gone on like that and, and uh, danielle has been an absolute wonderful advocate for for me the whole and just you know supported and, and giving me really really good tips so um yeah so i mean to be honest that was really the, my first dip into social media um and it was actually somebody i was mentoring um because almost i said i do have this addictive personality and i knew if i got in i'd have to go all in and um this lady who i was mentoring karen she said no christine you've got to do it you'll love it you'll absolutely love it so of course i went in and i and i did love it and to start with i just I, I just couldn't believe this almost this font of knowledge that's on there. You know, people are so generous with, you know, with with what they provide on social. So I really, really liked it. I really got into the um, Harvard Business Review type type articles as well. Um, and what I did was, uh, so to start with, you know, you just start following people. Um, 
and um if people then tag you i was following you know pe people that were tagging me i was looking for particular topics i i used lists an awful lot on twitter when i first started so that i could actually you know it's like a file in a um you know drawer in a filing cabinet isn't it you go and oh leadership okay those are the people i want to talk to culture those are the people i want to talk to so um yeah I, I i mean i did really focus on it and i was following people that i that i you know really wanted to follow but equally as soon as somebody followed me unless there was a reason not to i would follow them back um and then if i was you know if somebody tagged me um i would then look to see who else was tagged and i'd start following those people so that's how i built it up but also around just being very very thoughtful about what you were posting and uh, very much interacting with people as well so if somebody does tag you you know they've done that out of respect so actually make sure you know you read what they're doing you comment on it you like it or, or whatever I'm, I, I very much believe that it's a reciprocal thing almost if somebody follows you follow them back you know because <laughs> why wouldn't you you know they've almost done you a favor to follow you um uh so that that was sort of in in the early days and I have to say now that I've sort of um you know I'm, I'm spending more time on LinkedIn I'm actually finding I have less less time for Twitter um again you know because there's only so much time but the question around do I weave in um you know sort of my social and my active uh yeah absolutely and you'll have seen the Mercer active tag and that's something that I set up on the back of um I cycled Lands and John O'Groats in 2017, I think. Again, just a part part of a you know Mercer Challenge thing, and uh, and on the back of that, I thought, you know what? There must be people globally within Mercer that are all being active. Let's create a community around that. So I created this Mercer Active tag, started using it, and if you go on there, you'll see it's used every every single day. So and that was around creating this community and. Um, I if there's one thing I do every day is go on and I search a Mercer Active and I interact with every single person that's that's done a Mercer Active post. Um, so again, you know that and that was about creating a following as well and trying to inspire people just just to be active. Yeah. And but to build a community on social media as well with other employees that are doing something similar, I think is mm. fascinating. And it's a good it's a good use of social because a lot of people come to social media thinking it's a place to broadcast and pump out and mm. throw up and, you know, just show just talk about themselves or the brand all the mm. time. But actually, mm. it looks like you've created a, a social community of employees, but out there in the public social platform. So yeah, you're not yeah absolutely and and you know mercer are very good at that um almost not only they allow they empower that we we empower our employees to, to be on social obviously we have a code around that um but you know you can find out things on social dare i say that you wouldn't actually find internally you know and we have created that real that real culture around that community um, you know, we we have we have an internal social media tool as well now, which we which we didn't before. Um, but it's even you know a couple of years well yeah a couple of years ago now when we were launching our culture in the UK, um, there were so many posts on Twitter of our own people and and that you know that created this sense of community and collaboration and, and excitement around it because people were going. Oh, London are doing this. Oh, Manchester are doing that. Oh, we better do something, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's great, and I think to start with, people are quite nervous about it. But actually, once you sort of build people's confidence, um, you know, that's the other thing I used to have. You know, I talked about lists. I used to have this um, 
uh, and I still do, I just don't use it so much, this, this absolute list of people I wanted to support. So as I was encouraging people to get onto social, I would then go onto my list and look what they were posting and make sure that I liked it and commented on it, just, just to give them, you know, a bit of confidence. To, to get them going. I was going to ask about that, Christine, because... And Danielle, you know, it was commenting and saying that you know, you're so honest and just like so social on social media. I think you like really personify everything about social media. Um, how did you help build other people's confidence? Because you've obviously created this community around that. It's how did you inspire others? What what kind of uh, stuff did you do to help them? Yeah, so I think it I, I think it was around just sort of saying, look, just 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 go on you know, try and be yourself. One thing I say to people is think think of your brand. Um, think of the three things you want to be known for and try and tie, if you can, tie things back back to that so that they almost have an anchor of what they're going to be going to be talking about. Um, and then I, I would actually, you know, sort of in the background, coach them and retweet them just again to give them confidence to, to, to show them how powerful it can be. Um, and I'd start tagging people in posts as well. I don't tag people as much now because actually I just, I, in a way, I can't keep up with, you know, with, with it. So, but to start with, I would always tag people to try and draw them into a conversation. Um, and as somebody, as somebody new um, joined as well, you know, we put, hey, so and so's joined Twitter, welcome them. And all of a sudden, there'd be like, you know, 20 people from Mercer going, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, you know, we, we, we had that community so it's absolutely about nurturing people and you know that people are very scared of social media dare i say especially when you know they they they, they feel they're representing mercer as well because they're they're quite often scared to say to say things so it's about giving them that that confidence and being yourself i love the tip of building oh sorry tim <clears throat> go on <clears throat> we keep talking over each other don't no we? i i just said fantastic i was just oh, reacting I, I loved it over to you I'll, sarah <laughs> i'll keep talking over you then <laughs> um <laughs> I love your tip about lists, Twitter lists, and you know how you can because that's a great tip for people managers actually. You know that mm. need to encourage their teams and mm. you know to be more social is you know create a list, a private Twitter list of your employees so you can you know give them a bit of a virtual high five and a bit of confidence and you know it's a great tip. So it, it, it um, is, and, and interestingly, when I had a um, a role that was very much around um, lean methodology, you know, and and and, and transformation. I I'd create a lean list and then actually I would um, you know retweet some of those and then tag people in and mm. and from that they see oh actually this isn't just a thing Mercer are doing the you know the outside world does this as well and so they're seeing examples and they're learning from it at the, yeah. you know, the same time as well so that you know that's another thing that um, yeah I try and do. So, in terms yeah. of you said <clears throat> you get people to think about three things and you say mm -hmm. right you know what are your three things i'm kind of assuming i know your three things but what are your three things then Can you share i was going to ask the same question <laughs> i've gone in there before <laughs> i've got an they assumption but like and they, do, they do they do vary a little bit but um uh and so yeah uh Leadership, culture, and well-being, largely, are my um, are my are my three things. And in in well-being, I would absolutely have the you know the Mercer Active thing. So that's what I that's what I tend to sort of yeah con concentrate on and, and bring back to. And then you know, and I do try and use those hashtags quite a lot as well, so that you know people can sort of associate me with those you know those sorts of posts as well. So I, I think what's great about that is is the consistency and the anchoring I think is absolutely key. And and what people forget sometimes is that your know, Twitter hashtags or LinkedIn hashtags have a certain amount of community members. 
And sometimes there's only 2,000. Sometimes there might be like 5 million in the world. So it's important to be a bit tactical about it um, and to anchor it. So I, I love that. Um, I also really love, and this came out with Rob McCargo as well at um, uh, uh, when he was um, talking at PwC, um, about um, helping uh, give people a step up. So when people are new, all of the people that have extensive networks helping you know, bring them up so that they can drive engagement and get visibility early on. Mm. And uh, and I'd, I love what you're saying. And he said the same thing, that it just is a really effective way of building confidence so that you can almost have a like a social mentoring buddy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. System. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, one one, one girl, Vicky, Vicky Thompson, who I was mentoring and, um, you know, sort of introducing her to social and everything. She's now an absolute, ad, you know, ad, advocate on, on Mercer. And she took part in one of our Mercer chats recently, you know, and it's just wonderful to see her growing in, in not only in confidence, but her, um, you know, her persona on social media um, growing. It, 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 it's great. It's amazing what you can do, I, I, I think, and the confidence that people get from it as well. But it, she's really, Christina. Yeah, she's exactly. Here, she's listening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can see in the comments. There's loads of people talking about about what's going on. So it's fabulous. So yeah, she said, uh, Christina and Daniela, my inspiration on social media. I love our online community. So there you go. Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> so there you go. And Keith's on. Hi, Keith. So uh, always talking about great point. Uh, I saw more social activation externally <clears throat> after they launched workplace internally. They're, Keith's from Zurich um, Insurance helps to drive confidence that you were just mentioning, but within the con within the comfort blanket of being internal, and then it became easier for them to step externally. I think that's talking about the you know the resistance of getting on social some great ones there I am a bit curious Christina about how you you probably don't think about it in a programmatic way anymore but how you have time to publish content so do you think oh I must do something today or does it just happen naturally or how do you know when to post on LinkedIn and when to post on Twitter because a lot of people they're like how, how does that work how do you work that out in your head when do you know when to do what do you have a do you have a system yeah, I yeah, I do. So I tend to so I, I actually used to schedule things. I don't schedule things anymore. And the reason for that is that um I like to so you know, we do have a tool in Mercer that helps us to be able to do that. Um but um I like to um be able to put my personal message on um particularly LinkedIn as timely as well. So um I try and post every day. Um, I do have sort of a, um, I've got a little whiteboard here and one of my daily habits is to post on social um, and I have little magnets that I move along when I've done something. So I do try, I do try and post every day. Um, is it possible to show us? Well, the, the, the whiteboard, no, because there's some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you there is a whiteboard there. Uh, oh, great idea. I love that idea. Yeah. I can show, I can show you a magnet. There's, there's a magnet. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Nice and bright as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is on wheels, so I could show you the back of it. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> so there's, a, there's some daily habits on there. And I do try and make it a daily habit. So that would be a daily habit Monday to Thursday because I, I do three and a half days over Monday to Thursday. That's my working working pattern. Um, and that, that would tend to be sort of businessy and worky stuff. And then at the weekend, um, I tend to 
focus on Instagram, to be honest. Okay. Um, and um, what I what I feel now is I feel confident enough to put my own spin on things. So, for example, our CEO, Martine Ferland, she did an excellent um, uh, article on flexible working. Um, well, you know, I've been working flexibly since I had Megan 23 years ago. So actually, to start with, I said, you know, big advocate of flexible working, went flexible working, you know, first with Megan. Then my husband actually worked flexibly when we had Joseph. Um, he's 19 now. So I sort of started it with that because, you know, people love stories and they like the personal thing. So now I try and put my own personal spin on things that I'm interested while obviously you know trying to promote the great things that Mercer are doing but trying just trying to make it more personal so yeah I do I do have a schedule and I look for content that is um, you know in line with what I want to be talking about externally um and obviously the Mercer active stuff you know whenever I, whenever I'm out I tend to take a photo and stick that on there as well so. well I, I was wondering whether you post on social media during a runs because it seems like you can multitask pretty well and uh, and do lots of stuff so uh, no uh, I tend not to be honest I do the odd um, Instagram live thing but I tend not to um, because I do actually try and make my photos look as nice as possible so I do actually use an app I thought you were going to say I like to get my time as quick as possible and I haven't got time to stop. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. It, it's, it's really funny. My, my coach just laughs at this because part of part of my exercise routine is actually taking photos. Now, if I'm doing like a real serious session, like running intervals or whatever, then I, I have to do that first and then I'll take the photo at the end. But a lot of my runs are on two three runs which is actually a lower heart rate run so now i run i run down the harbor i stop i take a photo and i run back again <laughs> so and even on the bike it's uh yeah it it, it it it's part of my enjoyment of running and cycling taking photos because the photography used to be a real hobby of mine so actually i'm i'm combining it so yeah part, part of it's for well a lot of it's for my i hope i inspire others but a lot of it's for my enjoyment as well. And quite, you know, quite often I'll I'll think about when I'm deciding on a route, I think, right, what, what photo can I take? What's going to be the photo opportunity? <laughs> wow. Amazing. You're an inspiration. Really. So I, I've got a I've got a question about the the audience sizes and what you said about spending more time on LinkedIn now, but starting on Twitter. So you've got you've got about eleven thousand followers on on Twitter. You obviously built up a, a a decent network there. And then about three and a half thousand on LinkedIn. How how does your strategy change on the platforms? Do you post the same kind of content across both? I know that Mercer do a lot of really effective Twitter chats as well. Um, do you understand a bit about the audience breakdown of both? Could you just explain a bit about your strategy for each channel? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So um, since I've been uh, more conscious of LinkedIn, uh, I guess I haven't been as active on Twitter. Um, uh, so, but I tend to, I do tend to post similar similar things, but on LinkedIn, I'll because you can, I'll try and put more. Um, more of my personal spin on things um, on 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 that. Um, sorry, say the I've forgotten the question. Say the question. It, it just, I mean, it just it really your strategies on LinkedIn and and yeah. Twitter because you were you've got a bigger audience on Twitter, but you said you're spending a bit more time on LinkedIn. So, 
just like yeah. how you publish content, like whether you have a different yeah. strategy for the different channels. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I guess in all honesty, I'm more client facing now. So I'm I'm actually trying to um, talk to to clients more and put more thought leadership behind things and make things that I'm talking about more more personal. So that that's why I'm kind of trying to concentrate on LinkedIn a little bit more and just actually get that different. Um, added in, in interaction if if you like and see what other people are doing right because i think more companies and organizations are on linkedin than twitter i think twitter is a bit more sort of casual and sociable um where whereas linkedin you can actually you know i've started connecting with some more colleagues and things or having some really nice conversations around um you know around culture and and and, and things like that and actually you can just get a bit more of an in-depth idea of where people are going you know where people are from a business point of view i think so um that's kind of my yeah so that's why i've been moving more towards linkedin and as i say i do as you can tell i like to talk a lot and you can actually say a bit more on linkedin as well <laughs> which is quite nice but instagram is um is purely social and my instagram account is really all around um my exercise and stuff as well um, yeah that's fine. Now we've got um, so hello, David is here as well. So that, don't worry, you're not you're not too late. Hello, we've got the, um, rec recording. And someone here, I don't know who it is. They've said LinkedIn user. They've said um, I love three runs a week because they help compartmentalize my thoughts and better sleep. Um, there's so much to be. Um, there's there seems to be a market for new platforms which can externalize thoughts whilst running. There was something I'm really curious, actually, uh, Christine. I was going to ask you another question, but I read, in the I read a blog where you talked about you know the start of the pandemic and I think you just got back from Spain and you got mm. injured and um, mm. you know and, and how you sort of rested you know to to recuperate and this this connection between uh, better business performance and, and a good healthy lifestyle is something you're clearly quite passionate about and yeah and, and I'm also quite conscious that people are on social all the time right so you can get a bit addicted to it and you're always mm. stuck on your phone so how do you yeah manage your time that you can digitally disconnect you know when is it a time to disconnect and when it is a is it a time to connect do you do it your habit is like only in the morning or throughout the day or yeah so it's a great question um and yeah i am guilty of looking at it and and also you know working from home is there the whole time isn't it you know and you haven't got anybody looking at you to see if you're on the phone you know you can literally be there the whole time so the first thing is i don't I don't have notifications on on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. I don't have any notifications on. Um, I do on WhatsApp, to be fair, but I don't have any no notifications on those. So it's when I want to dip in, dip into right. them. Um, so so I so I do that. Um, I, I I I never take it to bed with me. It, it never goes in my bedroom. So you know, the first time I look at it is when I go downstairs and you know I'm having my breakfast or whatever. And quite often I do then check Twitter and, and LinkedIn because it's you know, you might as well, you know, in the old days. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because it's there and you can scroll and yeah. everyone does it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I, you know, I do I do do it then. And then, of course, if I go out for, a, you know, a run or a cycle, it, I'm, I'm absolutely not checking anything when I'm, at, when I'm out running and cycling. I'm using it for the camera, but I'm not on social while I'm doing that. So that's great dis disconnect time um and then yeah if i'm out cycling i'll probably come back and po post a photograph um and then you know again you know 
dare I say it, Tim, possibly lunchtime when I go down and make my lunch, I'm having another look. And then, in you know, depending on what's happening during the working day, to be honest, if you've got like a you know 15 minutes in your diary, you might you might check it again then. <laughs> um, but the the actual posting of stuff. Um, I mean, I used to, so I, I, I vary. Sometimes I think, right, I'm doing it in the morning. And I did go through a phase where for months I would always just do that do that in the morning. Um, you know, now I have it on my board. I think if I get to the end of the day and I haven't posted, like, you know, business type thing, then I think, oh, actually, I, you know, I need, I need to, I need to do, do that. Um, the other thing is I, I tend to, depending on what's happening in the, in the evening, but I'll, um, you know, I sort of won't be on it that I, I was going to say that much in the evening. Perhaps I am, but it, it will always it will always be turned well, now. Off. But once, once you can socialise, <laughs> once you can socialise, then there'll be reasons to not do it. <laughs> yeah, once we Absolutely. can leave the house. Um, I mean, one thing we have always said in our family is no phones at the dinner table. So we yeah. never have phones at the at the dinner table. Um, but I just think you know, in lockdown, I think it's been a life saviour for for some bits and pieces. We've been able to connect with people like like no other you know it uh, yeah so not a specific routine i'm not a slave to it but you know i like a chat so you go on there don't you yeah but i love that approach because that is less um I, I think a lot of people starting in this feel like they've got to you know i've got to do this i've got to do that I, I, what's my routine where does i fit where do i fit this in my day actually i think when you just go it's a bit more natural it's a bit more conversational don't get it, too it, it, it's interesting once because I do I do um, sometimes I have a complete break. So like over Christmas, I had a complete two week Twitter and LinkedIn break. I was still on Instagram when I'm on holiday. I tend to have that complete break as well. Um, and one time I did have the complete break and um, and I was talking to a colleague and, and friend and I said, you know, what? I might not go back. She said, Christina you have built up a community. You have a responsibility to that community. You can't just drop them. I'm like, really <laughs> and I thought wow really you know and it was almost quite an honor that she was saying this to me but I you know I'd never thought of it like that but you know as far as she was concerned I'd built this community up and I and I, I couldn't just walk away from it so <laughs> so the, um, I absolutely I absolutely love that and I was going to ask you um because you're obviously getting a lot out of it personally and engaging with lots of employees at Mercer which is fantastic um what are the main benefits you've seen professionally? I know that you're kind of blurring personal and professional because you kind of live and breathe the same the same air when you're talking about culture and, and work. But have you seen some really big benefits professionally and how you can apply it to business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first of all, it does raise your profile. It's really raised my profile within Mercer as well. So, you know, the Mercer Active community was absolutely recognised, even by our CEO. You know, um, you know, they, they, they've, they've seen that that's been a, a, a benefit. Um, I think um, it's given me confidence in what I can you know, deliver and in, inspire people. In that blog, actually, Sarah, I talk about, you know, it's about being alive and actually the I is about inspiring people. I want to be able to inspire people. Um, and from other colleagues, again, you know, I've said quite often, you learn more about what they're talking about externally than, in, than internally. So you make those connections. Um, you know, one example is one of our colleagues actually 
um, she said, you know, she knows how she's in London. I'm in Chichester. We don't work in the same department but because she sees me talking about well-being so much. She asked me if I could talk to one of her clients about well-being. So, you know, she we, we sort of came in a triangle around that around that connection. Um, obviously, Danielle's invited me to a lot of the Mercer chats again, you know, so you're recognized as an expert. And um, just more recently, I have been able to make those contacts with people that have um, you know, perhaps left the organization and now one of them is about to become a new client of ours. So, you know, it, it, it's definitely developing those those relationships. And Amazing. You know, I think because people know that, you know, what they see is what they get from me, I, I can be, you know, authentic. In fact, that 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 connection came from a post that I said about the new profile pic because I decided to go grey during during lockdown. Um, and all my pictures were of me with brown hair, so I changed it to grey hair. And this girl commented, and before you know, before we knew it, we were having a chat, and she's now a client. So you know, it's. it's, it's but I, th I thought it was just your Instagram filter, which you applied after your run. <laughs> there's no, I was going to say there's no filters. There's a bit of you know manipulating on there. <laughs> oh, what a story! What a story! No, the grey, the grey, the grey's here to stay. Yeah. Well, I can I can join you in the grey department. <laughs> we've got some quick, we've got some great questions. And Keith, yes, Chichester. Christina just lives along the road from us, so Keith is also along the road here. Christina, oh, okay. so we're like neighbours. Once we're allowed out again, we can probably all get together. Well, I so I live in Emsworth. Yeah. So um, yeah, and Keith's not too far from here. So um, so we had one here. Dave has asked if you could pick one social channel for business and one for personal, what would they be? Oh, well, it, this this has changed actually recently. So for business, it would be LinkedIn and for personal, it would be Instagram. There you go. There you are, Dave. That's another one. Yeah. Uh, Keith, what was the biggest hurdle to overcome and get when you were getting going on social? What was your biggest? Uh, my own confidence, I think. Okay. Uh, just just finding out my voice and knowing what to post. I used to ask my daughter, do you think this is all right to post? Can, can I say this? You know, and I used to DM Danielle and go, Danielle, am I allowed to say this? Okay. Um, yeah, so the biggest hurdle is almost your own confidence and knowing, as I say, because I work for Mercer, I represent my, my filter always on, um, maybe not so much on, on, on Instagram, uh, but on Twitter and LinkedIn is, would, would I be happy my CEO seeing this? That's okay. always my filter. So nice. you know, would would I would I you know it used to be Julio so would I be happy Julio reading this? Um, so it's like thinking, oh my goodness, you know, am I am I allowed to say this? I think that that, that would be the main barrier. It, it's quite a high bar to set. So <laughs> you've got to, you've got to do it because you know we're all professionals. So you know that's why I you know I never and I always always remain positive. I I I don't engage in negative behaviour. I won't follow people that have been negative there's no there's no point as far as I'm concerned so, yeah. yeah I've got I'm a bit curious as well because you talked about getting content sources so you you read stuff like HBR and yeah. what what's your system for finding content I mean do you have Google Alerts set up do you just happen to come by it do you um you know what what how do you find content yeah so we i mean we have an internal platform that we can that we find um con, con, that provides us with content so um that's mercer content as well as you know third third party content so that's that's a great source um and um i you know i would it, in the early days i got a lot of the hbr content um you know ted talks i sign up to ted talks some of those um i'm not a great um 
podcast listener, but um, I do listen to a couple of podcasts which I will post. Not uh, so those I would sort of say on Twitter and 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 Instagram, um, and then there I say other people tagging me. You know, yeah. I get a lot of people tagging me. So actually, you know, from that, um, you know, you can, if, if it resonates, you can either just retweet or quote tweet and add your own little little message on there. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. So those are the main sources. Of I think things. what I've taken from <clears throat> from your journey is that you were you were very focused and strategic at the beginning to like say, okay, I'm going to talk about these three things. I'm going to find Twitter lists. I'm going to find where the conversations are. I'm going to go in and like and just be me. Um, and that got you to the stage where now you can you can keep it going because people are coming to you. So you you. you you actually got through the barriers that other people you know, reach and then actually stop. But you had the right strategy to push through that. And in a few years, you built a fantastic audience on, on both of, channels. It's kind of spot on, Tim. And in a way, ooh, dare I say, I don't need to go looking for content anymore. because and, and, and I do feel now I've got my own voice. And, you know, perhaps I'm not as needy anymore on, on, on social you know, you know, I, I, I do, you know, I absolutely do it to try and inspire others and to try and bring bring other people on, um, you know, and that's why you try and keep it going. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. And I think actually the, the ultimate moment is when somebody says, you know, you've got a community, you've got a responsibility to keep now, you know. <laughs> you can't just suddenly go off social. And, you know, you only started your Twitter journey, what, three years ago, did you say? Two, three years yeah, ago? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think that Twitter was possibly 20, 2016, I think, possibly. So, yeah, maybe it's four or five years ago now. Yeah. 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 It's an incredible story, really, um, Christina. And you've, you've, you can really feel, like, the learning that you're getting from doing this. You know, it's not just about you being out there. It's actually you learn and you feed and you listen and you, you know, it really comes across. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've learned, I've learned so much from social media. And I, I, I get a bit annoyed when people this social. I know there's some bad stuff on there, but there's so much good stuff on there, you know. Um, yeah, and you do sort of feel a responsibility for, you know, especially if you're trying to inspire people as, as well. You know, you've got you've got to be positive on there. You know, even now with Instagram, if, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I haven't really posted anything. Perhaps, perhaps I should. You know, I, I always think if you want to come to the party, you've got part of the, you've got to be part of the party. Yeah. You know, you can't just expect everybody else to be posting all the time. You you know, you, you need to contribute if, if you want to be part of it. So, um, you know, yeah. So, are you have you a responsibility to start uh, Mercer Clubhouse communities? Oh. Uh, is this going to be part of your ambition? Because you said that there's there's too many social media channels, so you're focused. You know, this this is another one. Are you going to go all in on Clubhouse? Sorry, uh, uh, so I'm not sure. Am I supposed to know about Clubhouse? What is what's what's Clubhouse? Well, Clubhouse <laughs> is the new audio uh, social network. So. Um, I have a feeling that when you get introduced to it, you will do one or two. You'll either go all in and be the sort of, um, you know, leader of Clubhouse communities, um, or you'll focus on on your existing channels, which is which is obviously uh, enough because you're across. Yeah, like, do you know what it is? You're, three. Too you're too insightful, Tim. It is a bit like that. I'm either I'm either in or I'm out. I don't sort of I don't dabble very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Danielle will invite you. Yeah, yeah, no, we now have, you know, we have Ondo internally, which obviously is an external app as well. And again, you know, I, I, I love it. And before you know it, you're all, you're all in, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes think, oh my goodness, can't you shut up, you know? But 
um, <laughs> again, you know, sometimes I go on, I'm like, oh, nobody's posting. And then, uh, and then also, you know, you get these people, oh, I love your posts. And to start with, when people say that, you think, well, could, would you mind just liking it? You know, because then I know that you love it. And, and that's, <laughs> at the beginning, I think that's difficult, you know, because you're looking for likes sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so we do have it. Yeah, well, I will look forward to that. <laughs> Well, I've, I have another question, which is, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, and it sounds like you're doing a lot of this already. Mm -hmm. um, but what advice would you give to someone that is new? And it sounds like you you come across this quite a lot and you help be, people build confidence. But if someone is kind of convinced and they want to start their journey on social, what piece of advice would you give them? I think it is the why. Think about why you want, what, what, what is it you're doing it for? Um, are you doing it to learn? Are you doing it to build a business? Are you doing it just to be social? You know, why, why are you doing it? Um, and, you know, then, you know, I, you know, I guess build your strategy around that. But I, dare I say, I do think you need a strategy because actually that'll, that, that, that'll help you, you know, get, get going. And, you know, we've done a lot on daily habits in Mercer and, um, you know, just set yourself a daily habit. So, um, you know, make sure I mean, you know, some people do just like to look there. I say, you know, they just like to look and I kind of think, well, that's all right. But, you know, you're better off being part of it, aren't you? You know, so being part of the party. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's about thinking about why, why, why you want to be on there. Would, would be my biggest thing and have, have a have a think about have a think about that but talk to all the people that are on there and how how they started their journeys yeah I think that's a really good point I think Christina because a lot of people skip that step right and I think mm. when you go blindly into social media and you don't actually know what your purpose is and why that is mm. which is why I find your role quite fascinating at Mercer and, and the role how it ties into culture and how employees mm. have a voice and how that fits into the brand voice which is something I am fascinated about and you know and how and I know Susan Emmerich I don't know if you're still here Susan I know that's something that she's also very fascinated about which is the collective voices the sum of the individual voices I, and how culture is yeah absolutely and, and some some feedback that we've we've had um through lockdown Mercer have really looked after their employees really really I mean MMC have and they said from the very start you know uh, your health and your well-being is our number one priority and actually the amount uh, you know the things that people were saying externally I've had feedback saying you work for a really good company don't you um, so that culture has, you know, has has shone from the, you know, from the inside out. People have really seen, you know, what a great company Mercer is, Mercer is to work for. So, so, so you're right. And, and um, yeah. And we can actually see, um, Onleska did some research around the consultancy firms and we saw that Mercer had one of the most socially connected uh, you know, consultancy firms out there. So it was, it, I mean, so the data backs it up as well. And, you know, and I think it's, you know, anyone on Twitter can, can see it, you know, it's very, very prevalent, you know, around all of your chats and your yeah. different communities. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, part of our Mercer UK culture, because we did a lot around culture was, we trust we can succeed as a team. So we trust people, you know, it's like, you're all adults, you know, go, go out there and talk about it, you know, talk, talk about things. So, you know, again, it's part of our culture to do that. And, you know, take risks, be bold, you know, within the confines of what you're allowed to say, but, you know, just, just go out and try it. 
So it's like anything. I mean, you know, the old lean phrase is you've got to go to the gember, which is where the work is done. In order to learn, you've got to actually be, do, be doing it, you know. You don't learn to run by sitting and reading a load of books. You actually go out there and do it like, you know, <laughs> jump in. So I, I wanted to pick up on something that I thought was extremely interesting. You got confidence about talking about flexible working because you felt that you'd been doing it for a number of years. And the interesting thing is that there's so many experts and wonderful voices out there that don't have the confidence when there's other people who don't know too much about things that are just going for it on social with confidence and no expertise. So how do you think you can get people that confidence and show them that their voice is interesting externally? I think it's about building it up slowly and showing them that they do have a valid a valid point of view and again go back to the branding what is it you want to talk about so find some good pieces of thought leadership on that topic and put your own spin on it you know either say something simple as this is a really good article I particularly like this bit and pick up pick up a bit this is something Danielle taught me you know read through it pick out one or two nuggets and say, I really liked this about this article, because we've all got an opinion on something. And, you know, we're all, you know, almost everybody is an expert on, you know, one one thing at least. So find that one thing that will give you confidence and, um, you know, either, you know, endorse somebody else's view or say, you know, I think this or just start looking at people that are posting on that subject and, you know, just have a little have a little comment on it, even yet. Yeah, I agree with that. And before you know it, that person will, you know, respond back with a like or a comment. It's like, oh, wow, they listen to me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes a big difference that, doesn't it? And I think maybe yeah. some experts as well, just in conversations I've had, they're a little bit, sometimes a bit scared about having an opinion because for one, they don't want to get shot down, you know, mm. in a public environment. So it's a bit, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little bit. But actually, who was it, Tim, which called, you know, which one did, which interview did we do where they said, you know, actually LinkedIn's a really friendly place. Um, you know, it's not a place to be scared of. Actually, people are quite helpful and they're quite engaging. And do you know what I mean? So you don't. I think LinkedIn is a very friendly place. I don't see any negative. Well, I I don't see negativity on 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 LinkedIn actually. So I know quite a few people have left Twitter recently because they say it's negative. But again, I I guess I I don't engage in that sort of um you know those sort. Of well, I think that and that to your point, Christina, is the communities that you operate in. Are the ones that you choose to operate in, and and you know, right. we'll have a choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the other thing that I do is when people are joining, because I don't, oh, I can't keep up with my home feed on Twitter, certainly. So, um, uh, you know, I say if 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 you want me to comment on something, tag me. Please tag me, because if you tag me, I'll see it and I'll comment on it. So that's yeah. you know, that's another way of encouraging people so that you know at least if if only one person i'll be commenting on it and yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to be everyone who's listening will be taking you left right and center oh, yeah, will, yeah. you'll have, your notifications are going to be yeah. bing, 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 i think you'll have to break your dinner rule with your mobile phone tonight <laughs> yeah. oh it's brilliant i love all this it's brilliant chat isn't it i was going to say i had something in my head then i can't remember what's going to say now it's just yeah, like I think, you know i think have, have you know have fun with it and we all have a choice be on it or not or you know dabble or whatever but it's your choice you know and you've got to decide what you get out of it and you know i get tons apart from all the information that's on there right you know I, I like the friendly the friendliness of 
social media and the sharing and the communities and, and you know that sort of thing so and you know without that without social i never would have found about found out about age grouping and duathlon and representing great britain i wouldn't have known any of that I was just going to mention that because now you said that's the first time you used Twitter and you found two people that talked mm. about age grouping, you know, and that's how you found and look yeah. at you now. Yeah, that's incredible. It is amazing. And and without social, I wouldn't have met Akil, who asked me to um, uh, promote Surrey Half. That led to the marathon that led to it. So lots of things have happened from, from social. Um, yeah, definitely. And now you can wear a team GB. Have you got it? Go on, yeah, go on. No, go on. Because I saw it. I said you wore it on your run. I think at some point was it this morning or something. And I was like, is that yeah. a Team GB top she's got? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, like yeah. gold dust. Yeah, we can get. If you trained. ever wear one, yeah. you have to have a special. You have to have a special code so you can get training stuff as well. But um, yeah, for the competition, for the actual Europeans and Worlds, you have to wear the GB kit. Yeah. I, I just feel under pressure. I'm so if proud. If, uh, if yeah. you have a if you have a shirt like that and you're and you're running slowly, I imagine you feel a bit embarrassed. It, it forces you to <laughs> forces Tim, you to I run at a certain speed. All the time, Tim, I won't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, great. Yeah, well, I wanted to pick up on one question. I, I think Dave asked oh. uh, um, and uh, joined the joined the chat that sort of um, uh, part way through. So um, Christina's. Uh, stop scheduling posts but she used yeah. to do that but now it's um now it's just straight straight from your own channels isn't it as and when you want to um to be on social yeah I th I, yeah I, I think it is a bit more yes and maybe that's because i'm a bit more confident about it and uh, or maybe it's just because i haven't got as much time um i'm not i'm not quite sure and then some you know so often I'll, i will be i think no 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 i need to be more organized about this um, but I am more relaxed about it now than I than I used yeah. to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I think we've got to wrap up soon. I mean, we 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 could talk for for hours. Um, yeah. But there's so many golden nuggets that you've that you've shared with us. So I love I love the way you started and uh, how well you sped up both in your running and your <laughs> social media. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's just it seems to me that you've just applied the same strategy to both. So uh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's Thank a blog you. post, isn't it? Yeah, and you've yeah. also making me feel a bit guilty as well. I've got a half marathon coming up, and I haven't started training oh, yet. Oh. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> when when is it, Sarah? Oh, it should be April, May time. Mm. Not sure if it's going to happen. So I, I yeah. that's what's stopping me from starting my training actually, because I just think mm -hmm. oh, it might be delayed. So, but yeah. if they suddenly say, yeah, it's on, then I'm in trouble. So I might be ringing you for hit tips. <laughs> <laughs> no, half marathon isn't my sweet spot. Definitely not. 5K <laughs> is a max for me. <laughs> I just love all the tips you've given us. I've got loads of C words here. Community, collaboration, confident. Yeah, it's all right. It's all clean. Yeah. It's all clean. There's another C word. Uh, content, <laughs> contribute. <laughs> it's brilliant. Love it. Well, I hope it's been helpful to uh, you know to the listeners and to you as well. Yeah, Dave, you need to start running. Yes, I've just seen your question. Get out there when the snow's gone, though, Dave. All right, don't. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> endorphins. There's nothing so magic as endorphins. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's been incredibly helpful and inspiring. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we record this, and uh, people can download it on the Analytical Tribal Impacts website under the resources section. And yeah, I think you've just been a. Uh, I think, as Danielle put it, just a really kind of um, 
uh, authentic, like raw person that embodies social and just like jumps into it. And you've obviously created a wonderful community. So, um, and and got some lots of professional um, wins out of it as well. So, yeah, I think kudos to you, and it's definitely an inspiration to all of our listeners. So, thank you for thank oh, you for joining thank, us, Christine. Thank, thank Thanks, you for having Christina. me. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. Bye. We'll Bye. See everyone soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.